Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Nothing sucks the fun out of the photography business like being broke. <laughs> That's a quote by today's guest, Thomas Morelli. And before I get started, I want to welcome you again. I'm super excited that you are listening to the next 100 episodes. So we're at 103 or four, depending on when this airs. So thank you. Thank you. And I want to let people know who may don't realize this, that I love to educate. So if you know someone or you're part of a group that could use a speaker, I'm happy to travel when that is time. I'm also happy to do Zoom. So think of me, think of who might want to know more about topics such as how to sell three to five wall portraits in person each and every time and beyond, or some marketing tips, or even how to photograph children. I have a great program that uh, goes over lots of little information about children and about preparing them for photography sessions that can be really, really helpful, whether you've been around kids all your life or it's kind of new to you. So that being said, let me tell you a little about Mr. Morelli. He started his business in 1980. He's been a full-time wedding and portrait photographer all this time. And he has created over 15,000 portraits and over a thousand weddings. He's a PPA Photographer of the Year in Maine, and he specializes in family groups, high school seniors, and has a very busy first-year baby photography plan. And someone asked him if he'd ever retire, and he says, I love what I do. So as long as the phone keeps ringing, I'll be here. So welcome, Thomas Morelli. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, it's great to be here. I'm in Maine, but you're in what? San Diego, right? San Diego. Oh, I feel a lot warmer when I talk to you for that reason, maybe. Maybe it's another reason. I don't know, but I'm very <laughs> glad, to, very glad to be here. Thank you. Glad to have you. So, hey, Thomas, I heard about you first on an airplane. I was on my way to uh, the PPA convention in San Antonio, and I pulled out my uh, PPA magazine and the woman next to me was like, are you going to the convention? And I said, yes. And the woman next to her said, I'm going too." And so we got to talk about photography all the way. And one of them mentioned your baby plan. And, you know, this was pre um, being Facebook friends and all of that. So sure. anyway, might, might want to get an update on your baby plan at some point in this conversation. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But I'd love to know briefly how you got started. So if you can do the a two minute short you bet. version. First, first of all, I'm relieved about the, the airplane story. I thought you were going to say you were knocking on the lavatory door and, and finally I came out. And, you know, <laughs> I, wouldn't have, 
what do you want? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, my dad worked for a newspaper and he took photographs, not professionally, but he had a Yashica mat camera, kind of a, a medium format camera. Of course, it was film back in those days. This would be the 1960s. And I was always fascinated because the newspaper he worked for occasionally would ask him to take photographs of fires or car accidents to put in the paper. So sometimes I'd go with him if it was summertime and there's no school. And uh, I'd see him taking these photographs and it fascinated me because then we dropped the film off and the next day it would be at the newspaper where they develop it, they had a dark room there. The next day it would be in the newspaper with his byline. I thought that was really cool. And eventually he bought me a developing kit. So I had a dark room in my cellar and I used to do the film for him, which was really fun and got into it that way. Never thought I'd be a professional photographer. I went to college for journalism and wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. In my junior year, I was in a severe car accident and was out really out flat on my back uh, for about a year mm. and had time to think about it. I had a near death experience. I think I've maybe mentioned this before to people that I uh, wrote a book called two minutes at the gate, which is on Amazon, been on there for years. So if you're interested in near death experiences and people whose heads go through windshields, Eeks. which explains my behavior and why I look the way I do. <laughs> now <laughs> I understand everything. <laughs> I'm telling you, it explains a lot that brain damage that I had, but I'm uh, very lucky to be alive. Didn't think I was going to walk, thought I was going to lose an arm and a leg. Wow. And a friend came to me and said, Hey, you always are interested in photography. I'm going to Rhode Island school of photography. And, uh, so I went the next, once I healed up, I went and got hooked. I quit the journalism, uh, still have credits at that university at university of Maine, just never got the degree. I went back and got, uh, the, uh, photography training and started my own business in 1980. So you're one of those rare breeds that actually like studied photography. Yeah, with some great people. Joe Zeltzman. These are names oh, wow. from way back. Monty Zucker, Joe Zeltzman, uh, Mortensen. Uh, there's a bunch of other names there that were a real sort of the modern mothers and fathers of uh, pho you know photography, posing and lighting and things that go well. George Harrell was out of the 40s, but uh, he was a, a classic movie star photographer and just uh, some real, so I, was, I guess you'd say classically or traditionally trained. Wow. So uh, yeah, luckily, most of us don't have to die to <laughs> decide to do this. But um, I know that's been a really powerful um, foundation for you to want to live the life. You bet. Value. I said, if I have a second chance, I was given a second chance and I took it and uh, said, I'm going to do what I want to do. Because really, life is very short and fleeting. So if you're listening to this, don't take anything for granted and don't let your business kill you and take you away from your family and, and ruin your, your the rest of your life you know learn how to do this business properly make a great living at it but also enjoy all the other non-photographic areas of your life thank you for that and i'm so glad you lived <laughs> I, mean, I will give the ending of my book away i did live yeah <laughs> <laughs> um how do i get started so since i brought up the baby plan uh I would love for you to share about that. And if it's different than uh, when you were doing film and, and before there was a baby photographer on every corner of every city <laughs> around the world. So um, can you share a little on that? Yeah, you bet. You know, from the film days in 1980 up to around the year 1999, 2000, where I started to transition and kind of like 2002, I think I made the full leap to digital uh, as I did the crossover. Uh, I always, my goal was to photograph families because that's really where the high averages and the greatest satisfaction came to me 
wall portrait investments always seem to be easiest with family groups. Well, everything I do, if someone sneezes, I figure out a way to get that into a family group. <laughs> Meaning, so I knew babies were the beginnings or parts of families as well as high school seniors and so forth, even executive portraits. I always try to guide people into, hey, while we're here, or you know, you ought to think about also photographing the family. So the baby plan, uh, I, I started out as a photographer for six months at Sears Portrait Studios. When I first came out of photography school, was getting my studio going. I, I worked for a Sears that was opening here, photographing 500 babies a week. And at first I was scared to death. I don't know how to photograph babies, but I had a very good teacher, believe it or not, at Sears. This woman was terrific, overcame my shyness. Believe it or not, I was shy. And uh, nah. the first baby I held up, I was dressed in a suit and tie. And she said, you may want to dress a little more casual, dress neatly. But and I picked a baby up. I said, why? And the baby ralphed all over my tie. <laughs> <laughs> I went, oh, she says, it happens all the time, hon. Get used to it. But it's true. She says, if you don't have pee and poop on you at the end of each week, you haven't been open. And it was true. But uh, it's not that bad. Uh, so I just started marketing for uh, baby portraits and eventually got this baby plan together. And there's all, people have all kinds of different plans and packages. Mine's sort of a hybrid of a bunch of people I've seen, but it was really to try to get my foot in the door with young families. And it's worked marvelously. I'm in my 40th year and now I'm photographing the babies of the babies, if you know mm. what I mean. Yeah. High school seniors who were babies uh, and their families. And so I become almost like the family doctor or their family restaurant. Once you get in and treat them properly and do a great job for them and give them a good experience, then they want to come back. And of course, they refer other people who are having babies. So it's a real warm, fuzzy, fun business. It takes a lot of patience. <clears throat> but I, that's one thing people compliment me on is the parents are like, man, I would have given this job up a long time ago. You were so patient, but it's like digging for gold, getting those expressions and you get it every time. Mm -hmm. And you have to you know, you kind of have to know what you're doing too, looking in the right areas for that goal. But once you do, um, I think it was my late great friend, Frank Danino, who was an excellent baby photographer in Florida. He's passed away, but he, he had a, a marketing piece to, or for photographers that said there's gold and then there are diapers. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny because it was, it is true. There's gold nuggets of some sort. So, so the baby plan really started out with that idea. It's how can I get families into me? And I'll start with the youngest members because the other thing about families, and then I'll let you jump in here, is that um, there's urgency to it and when it comes to your marketing, meaning that uh, just like with high school seniors, they have a deadline, they're going to graduate, so they have to be photographed in a certain time period in their life. Well, babies are only three months, six months, nine months, one year, which are the ages I photographed them in the baby plan, plus mm -hmm. newborns, if they join that. You know, they're only that age for a short time, then they move on to the next month. So people feel that sense of urgency that, you know, I've, I've got to take him up on this offer or else my baby's going to be too old to participate. And so that's a real big help that got the ball rolling. Whereas, as you know, some of the other areas are a little harder to market right. to, like a family group. Getting a family to decide to get everybody together at once is a little harder. It's easier, so, though, if you get a baby plan to start. What was in your plan? Like how you said you do a, which I know, a three month, six month, nine month. 12 months. So right. how did you price that? How did you package that? So people would book that and such. it is, it is the anti of what I do for everything else. It's real reverse thinking. It's really done on partially at least speculation, but by experience and proper uh, marketing and merchandising, I get a great sale almost every single time. And what we do is 
and I expanded eventually to six weeks, which is called Mommy and Me, where they do these snuggly portraits with mommy and daddy or whoever wants to come in. And then newborns, I expanded that several years ago as I got more accomplished at newborns. I'm certainly not accomplished as many are. But what I started out was I I was charging for three, six, nine, and 12 months, $199. And and again, prices sort of are out of context here. You, you, you could hear this and go, oh my God, that's the cheapest thing I've ever heard of. of I don't charge $199 for anything. You know, it depends on where you're at, but mm-hmm. $199 was for the three, six, nine, and 12 month sessions. And at the end, they got a mat, which is just a cardboard mat with their choice of the, what they considered the best of the three, six, nine, and 12 month four by five prints, <clears throat> excuse me, mounted into this mat. Frame was additional, which they always invested in. Um, and they'd come back for their projection appointment. We only do in-person sales and they come back and we project the portraits. They pick the one they like the best. They always cry because their beautiful little baby is, is displayed gorgeously in this projection appointment. And so my average sale is about $300 per visit. So that meant on a four visit plan for the $199, about $1,200 was invested eventually plus the 200. So it was about $1,400 total came in from that client over the course of the year. Now, if you photograph high school seniors and family groups and you have a pretty good sales average and work a few hours, it's like, wow, Tom, you worked a whole year for that $1,400. That's, that's climbing that mountain the hard way. But during that year, they raved about us to their friends. Um, they were a year and a half long because we start with maternity now. I, I forgot mm-hmm. that one. I kept expanding it. So what I did is every time I added, I call it a module. It's not, I don't tell my clients that, but it's not very sexy sounding, but a the 199 plan, if they wanted the maternity plus three, six, nine, and 12 months, I added 50 bucks to the creation fee or the, the charge of the, the plan. Every module I added, you want newborn 50. Now, newborns, if anybody photographs, that can take three or four hours. <laughs> there, That's the long part of the, the photography, but it is well worth it. So often I will have people invest in those seven sessions, maternity, newborn, six weeks, and then the year that's seven times the $300 average, that's $2,100 plus the initial investment at that point about think $349. So I, it's lucrative. It's just that it's stretched out. The right. last thing I'll say on that is it's great cash flow. Babies are born year round, they're not seasonal. So, unlike families and high school seniors that have a season usually here in Maine, at least babies in January, we're photographing just as many as we are in August. Sure. And that's the great thing about it because it's in a studio controlled environment. So it's not weather dependent. Yeah. So um, I've done something similar and um, I will say, I'm assuming you're not going to their home for that because that's, that's a big project. They're coming to a studio, correct? Correct. Yes. Right. So what, what I have done is Normally I collect a session fee and a minimum purchase. Uh So if they want to book three sessions or four, if we want a maternity, they prepay each of the minimums and then there is no charge for the session fee. Right. And they have to, they have to like that money stays on account. So they can't say, okay, I gave you $1,200. I'd like to spend that all on the baby portraits. And right. I get the 300 and that has worked well. Um, when I was working towards getting my master's and my craftsman, my program that I've given dozens and dozens of times was on photographing babies. And one of the things I covered was the stages of childhood 
and what you can do with them and what you cannot. And I discovered that the breakdown, uh, I had a conversation with someone that was writing a book on children's brain development. And he confirmed like everything I've learned as every kid's Aunt Lucy, the photographer <laughs> worked in a children's store. Uh, I was right on the money. And so little known secret is to me, six months is the worst time to take a baby portrait. They're not sitting up yet, but they're not going to lay down and do something cute. I love the seven to nine months because they're sitting up for the most part, very solidly, you know, not like toppling over. Mm -hmm. And then the next stage I like is in that toddler, which can be from 12 months. That's when I don't know what it is develops in the brain, but something specific, the scientists told me up until they have language, uh, that's when they get out of the toddler. So my program, it was a newborn baby toddler program. So yep. under three months and then between seven and 10, and then somewhere between 12 and two and a half years. That way I know it's, it's easy peasy. Yeah, well, uh, and I'll throw in here that I'm flexible. And one of the things that we do to let people know, uh, girls generally, and this is broad brush, uh, babies develop a little quicker a lot of times physically, at least at these young ages. So most of my three months olds were doing this tummy pose where they're on their tummy, their hands are under their chin and they're looking in the camera. It's probably the biggest investment. However, the caveat I give everybody when we do our consultations and the little booklet we give them as a guide is, if they can't lift their head up, I give them a little exercise at home to try. Let's do four months because four months is easier. I don't have a lot of problem with six months. I do sometimes the boys get pushed into seven months because I always tell them if at six months they can't sit up, they're doing the tripod pose where they lean forward with their hands between their feet yeah. or they're reaching around for mom and falling backwards. Obviously that inhibits expression right. and is safe. So I do photograph a fair amount at seven months, depending on the development. For me, nine months of standing up and hanging on to things. Some, the knees buckle and they have to go to 10 months. Mm -hmm. And 12 months is a little more advanced standing. Now, some people ask me, my clients say, well, why don't you, because I, I do photograph a lot of toddlers, but they're like, why is the baby plan end at 12 months? I'm like, because they learn to walk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they walk off my set. Now yeah. in my setup, because I'm not on location at their homes, um, it's a little less convenient if they are walking, you know, they, mm. they can sort of take some steps. And so it's, our philosophies are very close uh the way we approach it because i know it's the same thing i learned these stages of development then i read about them and i'm like wow i already knew that yeah and yeah. uh but so i always tell the parents what i'm looking for and we talk to them usually two weeks before or a week before their session we give them a call and you know how's little julie doing is she sitting up well she's kind of tell you what let's put it out for a week yeah and see how she's doing them because yes you're going to waste your time if you're if you've got one that's not doing what would be appropriate for that age because you're trying to get a totally different look between right. ages and stages right. so that they have something new to invest yeah. in. And the actual let's get newborns as newborns is, is a newer activity. I'd say in the last 15 years for most people, yeah. I was doing tiny little newborns from the start of my baby career, which was a great way to stand out from the sure. competition. Did you know Victor Avila? I know the name. I, I so he, never met Victor. He was a 
a local master photographer that taught internationally. Incredible, incredible photographer, really fun person. And he used to say that a good portrait of a baby is just luck. And, <laughs> and he would send me his children, babies under, under nine months because he didn't, he didn't have the expertise on it. And yeah. you and I know it's not at all luck. It's, it's um, knowledge, experience, patience, preparation. preparation. Yep. Anyway, so. And opportunity. opportunity. I would say that opportunity where they all come together. That's where luck comes from. Right, exactly. So you mentioned tripod and um, that reminds me. So I'm going to do a true confession here. You already know this. <laughs> Thomas and I had an amazing interview. And for some reason, my side of the conversation was full of static. So it was unusable. So we're trying to jump in the river at a different place in this interview, but I still want to get some of the goodness that people missed from that conversation. And one of the things we went into in detail was I listed eight different ways that you market and that you usually have somewhere from three to five marketing uh, activities going on at all times. Correct. And you also have a PDF that we can um, hook people up with at the end of this show. Is that still, is that still yes. live and active? Good. You bet. So why five marketing methods? Well, I look at it as a table, like my table marketing table. If you only have one leg on the table, it falls over two legs and eh, wobbly three legs. Maybe if you got five sources of people having the opportunity to see what you do and you create the, the desire, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, no one marketing method is going to work. Sometimes people say, well, I tried Facebook and it didn't work. Well, you know, I use Facebook. I looked, I've had, I've uh, invested over $60,000 in Facebook since 2000. Well, it's been 12, 13 years since I started using it for, for business and it's worked marvelously. But if you don't, create your ads properly, it doesn't work at all. It's right. a waste of time. And same thing with any other marketing. I had a marketing campaign years ago with postcards. I sent out 5,000 postcards to the best uh, wealthiest uh, zip codes in my area, which is not very high compared to a lot of areas, but still. And I didn't get one call. It was home for the holidays. I think uh, there was a large company uh, that used to produce these and it was beautiful with my images. And I thought, man, I'm going to, and phone didn't ring because it went to the wrong people at the wrong time who didn't desire what I was offering. So my target market was not in there and I lost $5,000. I mean, I had to own a credit card and I had to pay that off the next oh, year ouch. from not one person. So I've made ever as many mistakes as, as possible, but my, my, uh, we're spreading the risk, so to speak. So if you do a marketing campaign and it doesn't produce as much as you want, there's a synergy. One of my favorite words, they all work together. And, uh, I don't know if you want me to list the five that I have, but, uh, or if you're going to ask me that later, but, uh, they all work together so that not, I'm not relying on just one to run my studio and make my phone ring. So tell me more about that. How do they work together? Yeah. So, you know, uh, years ago before, uh, internet, my largest source of people calling me was from, uh, the 12 displays and exhibits I have in my town in places that my target market shop. So my target market, and uh, this is proven out by all the phone calls I've gotten over my 40 years, 
are females 25 to 64. If a man calls, usually it's a mistake or he's ordering a pizza or he <laughs> grabbed the phone from his, whoever was calling, he said, how much is this going to cost? You know, I'm not, I'm just being general here, but you know, yeah. in general, moms or the females in the relationship uh, are the ones that go, you know, I'd like to do this mm -hmm. and, and call me. So I market where my target market hangs out and shops on the displays and exhibits are my work in simple frames in restaurants, hair salons, children's clothing stores, um, any place that they might go uh, to sit and talk and, and busy places like in a mall. Now malls are less now in my area. The mall is, you know, you got tumbleweed and crickets going through it, but there are plenty of other businesses that are vital and where the target market is and they can sit and talk. And we put what are called lift cards, the six by nine inch cards that are basically my work on one side and some emotional persuasive copy on the other side that appeals to them with an offer. So the card sits there and it says something like, you know, the first four callers each month that call us get 50% off the creation fee or the what we charge for a sitting fee. Uh, you know, call us and, and right away. And people call us sometimes from the hair salon. Hi, I'm under the dryer and I just got your card. Am I one of the first four to call? Mm -hmm. So those, those displays were my number one source. Now we also do auctions and charities. We do a lot of those. You got to do them right or else they don't work. Yeah. And I hear a lot of people say, I've done those for uh, nobody ever calls. Well, you have to be proactive. And I, I could do a whole program on just that. Uh, the other is a re strong referral program. This is number three, where my existing clients send in their friends and family and acquaintances, uh, and they get rewarded for that. And then the uh, fourth one, we have a senior portrait and model call for babies. If I'm really quiet, I don't do this often because I don't have to, we can put out a marketing piece or Facebook, social media, mostly saying, you know, we're looking for a class of 2022 senior models to photograph now to put in our marketing and the kids call and we have a program we put them through that rewards them for doing this for us. Same thing with babies. We're looking for babies at three months old to be photographed in June. If you have a three month old, come on in and, you know, no, no extra charge. We're going to just photograph the baby for letting us use them in the marketing. They always invest in something. So those model calls, uh, and it's not models like fashion models. I just want my regular everyday client. Uh, direct mail. Don't do as much direct mail. This is number four, but it often uh, has in my baby plan was really rewarding for the first 20 years or so. In the last five years, direct mail is a little softer, so I don't do as much. Mm -hmm. But if you do do it, it sticks out. And the last thing is social media, which for me right now is the most active. And this is Facebook for me. A lot of people don't like Facebook. Years ago, they said, oh, it's mom book now and grandma book. And I'm like, great. Those are the ones right. with the pocket book. Because yeah. I'm off to the pocket book. And that's where Facebook takes me. Uh, so the moms and the grandmothers see what I'm marketing and uh, families and babies and high school seniors. And they call from that. And, and all five methods have one purpose. I don't care what it is. All five that I just told you have one purpose. And that's to make them pick up the phone and call me on the telephone. I don't want people sent to another website or a landing page. I don't want them going to some long website and looking at slideshows. I want them to go, I better call now, mm -hmm. whatever the marketing piece is. And they pick up the telephone because I want them to hear my voice, the inflection, the enthusiasm that I give a rip. I'm not after just after their money or something. I really care about why they're calling. And often they have a good reason, the dominant buying motive it's called. We talk about that. You know, how'd you happen to be calling us today? Why are you calling? And often it's an emotional reason and people invest for emotional reasons. I have people cry on the phone when they tell me my husband just recovered from cancer and we're not sure, or my grandmother's not well, we want to get this done now, or the family dog isn't well, you name it, you know, and they're not calling because they want to see how much an eight by 10 is. They might ask that at first, but that's not the real reason. So you need to build rapport 
and for me on the telephone is the way you build rapport. If you get an email from someone, great, answer them, but don't go making up long answers. I have this sort of template that I have that says, sounds great, love to talk to you, give me a call. Now, if you're sitting out there going, well, I wouldn't work with a studio that you know, does business just by phone. Awesome. Because you got to remember, not everyone with a pulse is my client. Right. Nine out of 10 people don't work with me that contact me. But that 10th one, ah, they're worth the other nine. And I don't mean that as human value. I mean, what they value in my photography right. and what they would like to invest. Because it is a business. We have to stay open. I love it. I do it for free if I could. But you know, I do have to eat. Somebody needs to <laughs> bring in some kind of dough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, because we give to a lot of charities. And if you want to stay around for 40 years, if I have, you have to pay the bills. But right. also, um, you know, we, we give away a lot in our community for both work that I do pro bono, as well as gift certificates and auction items. Thank you for that. Now I have two or three other ones on my list. Can you, you bet. guess what those are? Because you actually gave me eight. How much do I weigh? I can't remember. <laughs> no, no, so Let's of them. see. Okay. Facebook displays, yep. auctions, direct mail, email marketing. Right. Yeah, I left that. I kind of left that one out. But the email marketing uh, for me, I was kind of late to the party because I'll respond to emails to get them to, to call me back. But I for many years did not uh, uh, collect my collect emails, but that leads into what I think one of your other ones is, which I left out is VIP marketing. I'm not sure if I put that on list, but you're, yes. if you're, if you're struggling right now going, man, we're coming out of COVID and you know, it's things have sort of slacked up. You can pick up the phone and literally, and I've done this cold, not cold call. You call your past clients that who liked working with you, not to sell them anything, but simply to pick up the phone and go, hey, just, how you doing, Tina? Boy, I just I was thinking about your family. How are you guys doing all this? You know, you, we're coming out of COVID. Are the kids going back to school yet? It opens up these wonderful conversations and say, well, I just decided to say hi because they're like, well, all right, what are you selling? And you're like, okay, well, I'll let you go. I just wanted to say hi and hope the family's doing well and just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. And you wouldn't believe the times so like, you know, we were thinking we ought to update that because the son got married. And now mm -hmm. they've got a baby. And you wouldn't believe. So if you're absolutely dead on the vine, phone's not ringing and you don't have anything in place, start with your VIP list. And I don't care if you got three VIPs or I've got 3000 of them or that I've worked with over the years that are in my computer data database. Now you can direct mail to them, do offers to them uh, that way as well. Cause they're kind of a hot list meaning or a warm list. They've worked with you. They know you, they love you. So if they get something from you, they're probably going to read it and uh, it may take you up on it. So there's lots of ways to use that list. It's like having a little, a little bank vault of names. Right now, what I've uh, known and our friend Bruce Hudson is really oh, I love especially Bruce. good at this. Um, we had a great interview probably a year and a half ago um, is he doesn't call out of the blue only right. when he's broke, which he's never broke, I'm sure. But, you know, when you're yep. in those times when it's quiet, he actively stays in touch with them on the regular uh, Smart. friend of mine she hardly has to market at all because she talks to her favorite like 50 100 clients at least twice a year takes somebody to coffee or lunch two to four yep. times a month and uh they just keep coming back and referring her so staying in touch doing snail mail uh um 
good newsletters that are not yep. um, not like a big sales uh, pitch, but just something to stay top of mind. Um, so yeah, keeping so in the Girl Scouts there was a song. Do you know the song? My my sister was in the Girl Scouts, and so was my daughter. But make good friends sing, and sing keep, it, Lucy. Make new friends and keep the old. One is silver, and the other is gold. All right. So, oh, I love it. So the gold is the past clients, and so when we treat them like gold, like I'm sure you have this too. But I have a client where I just did her sixth child's senior portrait. Yeah. And I did his baby portrait. So I've done. <laughs> I've done. Uh, two baby portraits because she came to me after she had four kids, all their first communions, three family portraits, one wedding, and then six senior portraits. It's amazing. And, and yeah. And you know, you have, if you treat them right and you, you you're going to find these people because they are in every state and every County, every city, even whoever's listening to this, where you are, there are those lifetime clients out there looking for the right person to work with, which could be you. And, uh, you know, it's the old cliche of saying people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. It is true. I had a lady walk in here many years ago, probably 20 years ago. She looked like she didn't have a dime and she had these really crappy black and white glossy photographs of this little baby. They're grainy contrast. It just didn't look good. And she said, could, I said, could I help you? I don't get walk-ins, but she happened to walk in and she said, uh, a photographer did these and I wanted my money back and they won't give it to it and blah, blah, blah. And I just want my little granddaughter photographed. I said, no problem. Tell you what, to restore your faith in photograph, in photography, whatever you charge do, I'll credit that and let's get that baby photographed. Well, she said, could you come to my home? Well, it turns out she has seven homes and an uh -huh. airplane, she and her husband. And one of her homes is near here. I didn't even know it was here on a lake. I went down and they give tours of this place. I mean, it was fantastic. She has invested over $250,000 with me in 20 years because she would come in and place orders as the family grew to 12 children and all the moms and dads. There were orders up to $20,000 each year from her family because they did all these groups. And it all came from that one little, I don't even call it an act of kindness. I just really wanted to help her out. She reminded me of my grandma, mm -hmm. you know, and she sent in tons of people. I've won awards with those photographs yeah. and she's just been sweet. And so but you, you don't know who's going to be that person. So you have to treat everybody that way. And keep in touch with them. Right. Ex I exactly. have been surprised with colleagues of mine, of ours, who've been in this business a long time and asking them if they have a robust email list, if they keep in touch with clients and the answer is no. And yeah, I, I did a printed newsletter for me. years and, and then email, you know, those are the ones I do have the email of, of uh, the, uh, because once printed became kind of prohibitively expensive because I was sending out like 800 newsletters at a time and they were all human interest stories, you know, mm -hmm. how to raise children and families. And then a little mention of me, maybe something, what I've been up to, but there was no hardcore sales stuff, but it's so vital because people's attention span, even though they're a loyal client can be short. And if they, especially now, whereas I jokingly say on my street, you could throw a dead cat and hit another photographer, but the cat hates that. So I don't do it, but the, <laughs> yeah, uh, but the, you know, there's so many options out there now, you know, they aren't all great photographers. A lot of them are new and a lot of them are just, you know, I don't know. I give you a few files and for 50 bucks and call it good. Uh, and then they're gone and the next year somebody else, but it, you know, people are tempted sometimes like, oh, is there that big of a difference? So if you're keeping in touch, 
your front of mind. And, and I use my Facebook page as a blog, kind mm-hmm. of, I guess you should say. That helps because I have a five to one ratio on my Facebook page, which is five of my posts, which I do daily, two or three, are human interest things to do with my family or my friends or the weather or something. Never political, never controversial, never negative. It's all positive and uplifting observational about life. And then I'll have an offer in there and, and about, and with the beautiful photograph of whatever I'm offering. So, but people tell me I come back, you know, I'm not even looking for photographs right now, but I come back every day because you're a riot and I love reading your page. Mm-hmm. So you can keep in touch through social media, whether it's email, Facebook. Uh, I don't, I use Instagram because it's hooked to Facebook, but I don't use it actively. I don't use Twitter at all just because it's, my format doesn't fit that as well. Uh, and it gets pretty ugly on Twitter from what I've seen. So, but uh, yeah, but bottom line, you are very correct. Keeping in touch with those people and you might not have to ever have any new clients because those are the harder ones to acquire. Right. If you just keep farming from the ones who've worked with you, boy, that's a real active list. Yep. So there's one other that- What was the other one? Is, well, you called it co-ops and endorsed mailings. And I think you oh, yes. also mean like yes. uh, customer yes. appreciation programs with other businesses. Is that fall? Yeah, in? co-op marketing. Um, did this for many years, currently not doing it because the vet, I, I was doing it with a veterinarian because people that own animals often were families. So he would, as a reward to uh, people that brought in their animal, particularly dogs, dogs are far easier to photograph. I said, don't give that to people with snakes and ferrets. Okay. But he would, <laughs> he would although I did photograph a family that had ferrets and it was one of the most fun things I've ever done. I mean, they're running up, they're going up my pant leg. I mean, it was hilarious. Oh they're like little clowns, but anyway, um, it was a reward letter. And after all was done, he would send this in the mail and say, Hey, as a way of thanking you for um, coming and using our veterinary services. And we look forward to seeing you again. I wanted to give you the opportunity to uh, have a, a session, photographic session and whatever he decided, because he would pay for this. In this case, uh, I charge him less than my retail for clients, but um, you give them a session in an eight by 10 or whatever he wanted to invest in. And they would come in and be photographed and office, you know, because of, if you, properly project and do what you're supposed to do as far as showing them their images. Um, their sales were great because they loved their pet enough that they invested into a fairly expensive veterinarian. So you, I've done it before with orthodontists. As soon as Susie gets her braces off, uh, bring the family in and we'll photograph you and Susie alone and so forth. And, and the orthodontist pays for a you know session and a five by seven or eight by 10. Here's our thank you for doing that. And that was a big hit. And they I'd give them the one they had like a wall of fame. So this huge wall of portraits in the waiting room of people that had their braces off and I photographed. So Mm -hmm. that worked out well for years. And then he retired. So the other two retired and I'm so busy with the other things. I didn't pursue that. But if you have someone often like it was a vet I went to and my son got braces there years ago. So, you know, it was easy to introduce that conversation and say, hey, let's try this. I think you'd find this would be real good, uh, warm, fuzzy PR for your business. And right. they loved it. Yes. I've done it with, um, now I'm sure I'm not uh, telling you anything you don't know, but we have to be careful that whoever we're partnering with shares ideal clients. So right. a vet in a neighborhood that is a, for me, you know, pretty much low income would not be the right vet or the right orthodontist it needs to be for me in san diego it's the north county coastal area and then there's an inland 
that's about half an hour from me that has my ideal clients. I hear that's lovely this time of year. It's lovely <laughs> everywhere here this time of year, except the water's cold. So unless you wear a wetsuit or you're from Maine, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to go in the ocean. Yeah. So I, I'm 40 minutes from Bar Harbor in Sand Beach, which at the height of August and the warmest, you still go in and come up with ice cubes on your knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered about that. I was in Maine and I it was July or August and I didn't even dip my toe in. And I thought, does it warm up in the summer? Sounds like no. No, no. I mean, when you're a kid, it's fine. You come out, your legs and arms are numb. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're an adult and your, your child goes, come on in, dad, you jump in and go, ooh. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, about 10 minutes and you're like, I'll go sit and watch you, honey. Okay. Got it. So I didn't miss out. No. Phew. (laughs) Um, So something that you gave me a lot of great tips on, and I want to make sure that I'm not the only one that hears this is about your referral program. Because that's something that I've not ever been very successful with. And Mm -hmm. I haven't been consistent and I haven't known many people in the higher end where um, a referral program works, but I know you have a lot of things that are, um, have been very successful. So can you share? Well, you know, this kind of comes from uh, a matter of fact, the other day it was, this has been done to me several times. Uh, We just refinanced my home. So because the interest rates drop, so we're like, hey, we can pay this thing off in like three years at that rate and save about, you know, 500 bucks a month. So one of the things that the uh, mortgage company gentleman that met with one of part of his paperwork was, do you have five friends that you think would, you know, did I do a good job? Would you refer them to me? Because they could save as much money as you did, if not more on average. And, uh, you know, we'll just say that, hey, Tom Morelli gave us your name. He just thought if you were interested in refinancing, we had this great rate. And he says it's okay to call him because he'll tell you exactly what the experience was like. And I've had many people do that, car people. Now, it can sound like if an insurance agent, a car person, and a mortgage guy did it, uh, maybe it's a little too slick salesman-like. Mm-hmm. However, the way that I have approached it over the years, there were, there were two. My baby plan at a, at a given projection where we all get to talk and they're loving and they're warm, fuzzy and they're ordering and they just, they can't believe how beautiful these photographs are. I'm like, you know, if you want to earn credit, if you send someone in to us and they book with us and they pay and they, they, you know, they book up with us uh, or invest in a baby plan, you get a $50 print credit the next time you come in for a projection. They're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. So, you know, send in 10 people. If 10 people sign up because of you, it's $500 you get to, you know, to put toward portraits. I want to stop you right there though. Sure. Because to me, my clients who are spending three to $10,000, a $50 gift certificate's nothing. And, it, and they might not come back for three, five years. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've not had success with that, nor has anyone I know that's in the well, higher. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. If I, sorry to jump in here. One of the things I specified, and I probably didn't make this wrong, this is just for my baby point. Okay, okay. Because- you did say that. I just yeah. uh, because they only invest three hundred dollars a visit. Yes. So they're thinking, man, next time I come back, if I send a bunch of, I get everything I'm getting here for that. So yeah, okay, uh, I get. I it. only do it with baby plans. Good for that. Okay. How about with the big? Okay, so so with family plans. groups, it's um, bonus non-photographic bonus gifts. 
uh, up until um, big screen televisions. And it's a little bit complicated to add here, but basically the number of people that they, we would pre-print a letter. I have a template of a letter. <laughs> I try to make this short that we would mail, but is addressed from and comes from them. And they and this is at the end, they're picking out photographs, say, you know, can I just run this by you? I'd love to be able to refer some, have some of your friends because you people are so great to work with. You must have a lot of friends that are just as fun as you. And again, if you've worked with them and they know you well enough, this doesn't come off as salesy, it's sincere and it is. So say, so if you got a minute, I'm gonna print off five letters and have them be from you. You can sign it and pop them in an envelope and I'll mail them out. And it just tells them what a great time you had and that you loved your photographs because you've already told me that. So we've kind of paraphrased what you said here. It's a testimonial letter basically from them to whoever. And we get those five names and addresses, mail them out with a live stamp, they call it. It's not business looking, it's personal looking in a number 10 envelope. And it gives, it has an offer for so much off a creation fee or whatever you want for a discount that the the referred person gets the person that I'm working with that sent, that gave me those names. Uh, the smallest gift is a hundred dollar gift certificate to a nice restaurant in their town. There's also flowers from a nice florist. Um, there are theater tickets There's a real high end theater in our town. And I'm talking plays, not movie theater, but live plays, things mm -hmm. like that. It's like a cabaret and they put on plays and productions, some really high quality ones. Um, I've given, I've had, you know, not, well, curd coffee makers and other types of uh, stuff like that. And then other experiences, even whale watches, I've done that in the past. Mm -hmm. Things that were non-photographic that people are like, it sounds really fun. I'm like, yeah. So if you get three families that come in, for example, um, you'd get the certificate to the whale watcher. If you do four, you get the theater, night at the theater with a restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's a $300 value. Uh, in this case, uh, I even had one, which nobody took me up on, but I love Whoppers where somebody goes, holy cow. And it was, the, I play in a band and I'm like, you know, if you send in 10 people, uh, then my band will play a night private party at your home. We'll set up a tent. You can invite 50 guests. We'll have a cookout, you know, we'll cater. <laughs> so everyone's like, I'd love to do that. But we never quite got to that, that rate. People took up That's great, on other things. So, so you can determine uh, if you think something is a value. Now, last thing I'll say on this in my area, and, you know, again, we're doing fine, but our median income is what a lot of photographers have somebody invest in in portraits. You know, somebody will say, well, I had a $28,000 sale in portraits. I'm like, that's really cool. That's the median income in my town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So so I live in 9,908 people in a moose, I tell people. So <laughs> we're discretionary income here is a little less than it is in some areas where I think we're the second or third lowest income state in the United States. Really? One of, we are the oldest or one of the oldest, uh, least year, there's only a million, three people in, in my whole state. And in my area, there's about 30,000 of us. So we're, we're operating on a little different scale, but of course, you know, all in reference to like, you know, how much rent is and houses are, people tell me your house is worth like $800,000 in my area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh really? So, uh, so there is some reference point there, but, uh, but yeah, you'd have to, if you were going to do it and give bonus prizes, it might have to be like a Lamborghini. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, I do very little of that now too, because my displays and my Facebook presence and just word of mouth referrals from clients, testimonials, things like that without the bonuses. I keep are keeping us plenty busy, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I haven't really reached back and auctions and charities. I still get a lot of that phone calls because they have to use them in a certain limited amount of time, mm -hmm. you know, the next three months. So there's not, 
hey, I got this five years ago. I don't want that. I want when that auction charity ends, I want within two weeks, the client have booked something with me, you know, to do a consultation so that within the next three months, we do their actual photography. I want to book those in. I don't want to have them hanging around. So we keep pretty busy on the others, but the referral program, again, if you're just start simple, you know, if you got a client and say, Hey, yeah, I love working with you. You know, do you have any friends like you? I mean, you, you know, well enough. Well, yeah, my sister and well, gee, let's get them in here. And, you know, uh, you can have a nice night out at so-and-so restaurant mm -hmm. on me if they happen to come in, you know, and keep it as casual as that. Just something yeah. to show your appreciation yeah. for referring someone in. Well, and I love the idea of it being not either photography or photo right. credit or something. And it makes me think of, um, so when I was building my business, I also sold um, a skincare line. Mm -hmm. with similar to Mary Kay, only the product is better and you can actually make money just selling skincare. You don't have to <laughs> recruit people. And um, there was great training on how to sell a luxury product to women. Um, and at the same time, they had bonuses that if you have this much in sales this month, you get you know, these levels. And I can't tell you how hard I worked to get the Jaffra uh, beach towel and you know those little things that yeah you know a coffee mug so actual tangible things you can uh can can be motivating you know well it, and you you don't want to you don't want to cheapen your photography by saying well that's what i'm saying that that's why you were you were correct in saying you like those non-photographic because it is true, especially like your client that's invested three, five, ten thousand dollars and might not be back for three or four years or five years, six years. You know, they're going to be a, fifth, a print credit. What's that good for? I might not ever see you again. So you have to have something else that they don't have to come back to you to, to benefit from. Whereas the baby plan, I know they're coming back right. in three months. So I say you can use this in three months when you come back. And then all of a sudden, if I got five people coming in and are all paying four hundred dollars for the basic plan, that makes it worth that $50 print credit. Plus I know they're always going to invest, but yeah, I wouldn't do a photographic reward on, you know, like you're saying with bigger clients right. like that. It just doesn't, it's nothing to them. Right. Um, what else do I want to make sure that I learned from you that everyone else can, can uh, benefit from? So it's not just me. I think we've covered most everything well i made a couple notes i'll read real quick here and then it may trigger something because I, I these are things that um you know marketing is the key remember that if you're listening to this dear person i'm assuming it's a person or if it's a dog or a cat good luck uh, we probably get a little holding, of both <laughs> holding a camera in your paws <laughs> anyway and this is the point where someone driving hits pause and says, what did he say? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, this is a, a couple of things that are so important that have kept me around. I feel all these years, this is a personality run business. You're not an adversary of your client. So if someone calls and says, well, can I get just the raw files? I see a lot of people get their hackles up and go, well, I'm an artist. And I, you know, always ask questions. It's one of the most vital things I do in my business. If someone asks me a question, I always answer with a question because we've got to get those objections you know, and this is the ooh part, you know, oh, f-stop, shutter speed, lenses, what kind of camera do you use? That doesn't really matter. I hate to tell you, it, it's fun for us. I love that stuff, but it's got to get paid for somehow. And that's through your clients. So if someone calls, for example, uh, do you guys do just give raw files? 
rather than give him some, you know, well, an artist wouldn't give his paintbrush. Not on your life. You can, yeah, what is it? I'm exactly. like cold, dead hands. Yeah. They're like, goodbye, click at the phones. I don't know if phones even do that anymore. You can't, <laughs> really. you can't slam a phone down anymore, I guess. Ghosted. That's the word. But um, Ghosted. I always ask questions. So I say, you know, there must be a perfectly good reason why you would want the raw files. Do you mind if I ask what that is? I don't get this a lot, but just to give an example, every time someone asks me, can I just get like the raw files? And I say, there must be a perfectly good reason why you'd like just the raw files. Do you mind if I ask what that is? In a real friendly tone, not adversarial. Mm -hmm. And almost always they go, well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to say this, but a friend of mine went somewhere else and the editing was like really yellow or had, it just looked really weird. And, and they wouldn't give them the files originally see what they, because, you know, we just didn't, they didn't like them and they wouldn't get their money back. So there's a reason that they want mm. raw files. So if somebody calls and asks for that, uh, it, find out why, and then you don't have to give them raw files, but you can at least have the discussion of, look, we have an extremely powerful guarantee. I risk risk reversal 100%, meaning that you'll be thrilled with what you get from me, or you get all your money back. You give me a chance to fix it. If you don't love it, then I'll give you all your money back. How's that sound? How do you feel about that? And they'll say, oh, well, okay, well, I guess that's pretty good. And if somebody absolutely, no, I, my husband loves Photoshop and we want just the raw files. Well, I'm very sorry. You know, we don't happen to do that, but you know, sounds like you're in a great family. And then I ask them another question. I don't give up and I'll say, well, what? just you called me. What's the most important thing to you about this family portrait? Well, you know, and they start talking about their family. We got to turn that switch from that uh, left brain uh, to the right brain. How mm -hmm. much is it to why am I doing this? Right. And, you know, that, and that leads me, I want to ask when someone's talking to you or you're putting together marketing, you know, there's some questions I always ask. And one is, you know, what keeps them up at night? Mm -hmm. And usually what keeps them up at night is I'm getting older, time is going on. I'm going to lose my family to college or to marriage and we won't always be together. And it gives me a lump in my throat, you know, get people talking about those things that matter. Cause that's what really what we're here for is to help them with that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the best way to get what you want out of life is help other people get what they want out of life. And that is by asking questions. So somebody said to me, you know, why, why do you always answer a question with a question? And I said, why do you ask? You know, <laughs> like, and, so, and if you've ever been on the phone, I hate being on the phone. People say, I'm like, ask questions. Cause I've had, when I, before I was trained on telephone, people would ask me something, what? Well, I'm going to have to call. I'm going to just call around or I'm going to have to ask my husband. I'll get back to you. And I go, hamada, hamada, ah, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, nice talking to you. Eh, never hear from him again. Mm -hmm. So then I got, you know, gutsy and someone would say, you know, I have to call and ask my husband or say, well, if you don't want me asking, what do you think he's going to say? Huh, he's going to say it's a lot of money. Right. Okay. Now you got something to work with. So you have to ask, you know, all these questions yes. that I have worked up, you have to ask. And part of that's in the, uh, you're going to mention that I have a PDF and I know we're getting close on time here. If you want, I can mention this now. I wrote a few little free PDFs. They're nothing you don't get put on a mailing list or anything. I just set about to help photographers because I've been doing this a long time. And one is on the system I run my studio with, which just includes the marketing and projection and all the way we present the images to the client and, and that. And it's short, you know, it's not 15 pages as four pages. It's just a little PDF I emailed to you. And, uh, or, and I'll also put in there some of the questions that I asked, which I think you'd find very helpful, especially if you're on the phone, because uh, that could be the biggest uh, obstacle when people get stymied and they just give up and the people go bye and you never hear from them again. So if you want, you can email me. It's my name, Thomas Morelli. That's Thomas. I'll let you figure that out. No spaces. M-O-R-E-L-L-I. Thomas Morelli at yahoo.com. And just put 
Lucy interview or whatever you want. Uh, and uh, I'll know it's you just put Lucy PDF and I'll just email those to you. And again, you, I'm not selling anything. I'm not going to email you anything else or whatever. So you can feel safe in doing that. We don't give your email to anybody. Great. So, uh, but okay. I just like giving those out kind of people write back and they're like, Oh man, that really helped. Cause it, you know, there's, there's no $10,000 ideas, no. but there's a lot of $1,000 right. ideas. Right. So you gather those with experience. Although I have had 10,000 ideas. I have well, yes. not, well, I've had them and I've gotten them from other people, but yeah. a lot of thousand ideas. I have had $10,000 ideas. I've heard $10,000 ideas, but I agree. 10, $1,000 ideas are much better and more abundant. So before I ask you the last question, I want to remind my listeners to stay tuned for my wrap up. And at the beginning of this show, I mentioned that I do love to teach. And so if you know of an organization that needs a speaker, I can do a short one. I could do a half a day. I could do a, a, a day-long program. I'd love, love, love to um, either Zoom or I also do travel once we're you know, up and running in that reality. So keep that in mind or share that where you can. And so, Thomas, what is your last word or what do you want to leave us with? The last word is, uh, and, and I teach somewhat too, and we, we talk about holistic lifestyle, meaning that uh, nothing, including a business, is worth losing your family or maybe your life over. And what I mean by that is if you're always on Photoshop, if you're always stressed about your business because you're not making enough money, if you're really worried about things, what kind of person are you to live with? Now, you know, I'm not saying everybody listening to this has a partner or is married, but generally, if you have any kind of a family, they can pay a price if you're struggling in business. So especially during COVID. So keep in mind that if you can work that 40, maybe 50 hours a week, try to stay away from working overnights. And unless you're doing weddings, I did over a thousand weddings. Yeah. So I'm not making up, but try to avoid the weekend, you know, just have family time. You can't be creative on a hundred hours a week. You'll start to, nothing will suck the fun out of your business, like being tired and broke. I know, trust me. So, right. Uh, or even tired, ways. even tired and rich. It's right. Oh, absolutely. Fun. <laughs> the human body is telling you and and why are you, why are you working that hard? And why are you making that kind of money? So you can enjoy time with your family. So make sure you set that a time, you know, put it in your appointment book, going to take the kids to Dairy Queen or whatever, go on a vacation, whatever it is, make those as priority appointments as uh, anything else. And, and Lucy uh, is a fantastic teacher and I see her work. I mean, she's awesome. And uh, so yeah, check her out for sure, because Aww. she can give you a lot of the tools you need to make sure that uh, you can have that lifestyle. So I appreciate it, Lucy. This is always fun. Yeah. I have someday one of my bucket lists is to uh, meet you in person. Well, that can happen. So come to San Diego. It's sunny and warm or meet uh, me at convention or. As I always tell people, I'll meet you and I'll buy you a milk. <laughs> I do not like milk. So what else you oh. got? <laughs> uh, well, okay. something a little stronger, chocolate milk. No, I'm just Yeah, kidding. no, I like chocolate milk. That'll work, especially if it's there. frozen on a cone. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, Thomas, I'm almost glad that... Uh, the, the first one was a fail on my part. Yeah. No fault of my test own. Run. It was just a good little test run. It was just, you know, Zoom glitch, but uh, I loved the opportunity to have this conversation in a different way and yeah, just get to spend more time with you. So yeah, we Anytime. will be in touch and again, stay tuned for my wrap up.
All right. Take care, everybody. Good luck getting out of COVID here. We're all going to do great. And just uh, keep sticking listening to Lucy. You'll be fine. <laughs> well, I'm kind of glad that the first recording was not a go because then I got to dig deeper into Thomas's brilliance. And let's see if I can do a quick little wrap up. He shared with us about his baby plan and how he does different increments. It sounds like it's at one price and then they get a matted, uh, ready to frame set of images at the end of the program, which then keeps them coming back so they can fill that out. His sales now, I think different people could have different results in how much the clients purchase from each session. When I've done it, they've still ordered pretty well. Um, they didn't finish their program a lot of times, but that was okay. And he talked about, <clears throat> sorry, the importance of having several marketing plans. And so he talked about Facebook and how that is a really big one for him now, having exhibits and displays with a takeaway card and an offer, getting in number three, auctions and charities. And we talked about direct mail, snail mail, and so forth. Number five was email marketing and staying in touch with your clients, having VIPs and keeping that relationship active. And number six was a model program. Sometimes it's uh, you know called a Facebook ad where we are looking for five specific subjects and a strong referral program. We got into detail about that referral program and the bonus options if people are willing to share us with their clients. And then endorsed mailings or co-ops where other vendors who have similar clients send out gift certificates and bring in their best clients to us. And he also shared the importance of asking questions. If someone asks you a question, ask them a question back. If you don't mind me asking, why are you asking that question? <clears throat> when I'm teaching about how to handle objections, the first thing that I want people to develop as a habit is asking them for clarification. Because I don't want to, if someone wants digital files, for example, because they want to share on social media, have a very different response than if they ask if they can purchase them. And then I loved his, his final word which for today, which is to have your business not be the only thing that you do in life, to have boundaries, to make time to have friends and family, hang out with your partner, make new friends, travel, relax. Like make your business work for you. So that is it for now. Thank you for listening and um, looking forward to getting a little note from you with any suggestions on people I could interview or just questions that you might have. Feel free to join the Profitable Photographer private group and um, have a really great week. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one -on -one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, 
Go have fun photographing and selling your work.